Hello, Joel here. I've got a new book out. It's called Be Funny or Die. How comedy works and why it matters. And it's about how comedy works and why it matters. Why human beings tell jokes and then what that tells us about being human beings. So if you're a human being and you enjoy laughing and then want to know what the hell's going on with that, it's probably a pretty good book to read. It's called Be Funny or Die. It's in shops. You can buy it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. emergency broadcasting system. Do not be alarmed by the smell. It's 17,000 new British hours since the event and time for the quiz broadcast. Hello, hope everyone's bearing up and doing as well as can be expected in the circumstances. Um, It's weird. We thought we would do a little Ruler 3 side special about a sketch or a series of sketches that we were involved in for that Mitchell and Webb look in about 2009 um, that had started turning up online as uh, viral jokes and GIFs and images and YouTube links and were sort of doing quite good business because they seemed to be quite sort of right for the times. So we got everyone who'd written those sketches together uh except that we didn't get them together. We did it over a conference call line, which is a piece of software none of us had ever used, so that was fun. Um, and we sat in our various homes, remained indoors, and had a natter about them uh, to see if we could talk about our memories of doing them and maybe what making horrible sketches says about us. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Hello, good evening, and remain indoors. <laughs> this is the quiz broadcast, coming to you every Friday, the same day as your food parcels. <laughs> so chow down on a protein fudge, take whatever injections are recommended in your sector, and prepare to enjoy the show! Uh, good, that's all gone tremendously well. This is why they don't do podcasts from Mars. It's impossible. <laughs> the delay makes it unworkable. Uh, hello and welcome to a Remain Indoors special of Rule of Three, uh, because we're all indoors. Yeah. We are, is everybody remaining indoors? We are. Uh, remain I have remained indoors all day. Yeah. This is good. Uh, we're gathered, be the regulations. <laughs> <laughs> we have gathered four of us together who uh, were responsible for writing the uh, after-the-event sketches for Mitchell and Webb. So who's here? We, I, I, I'm, I'm Joel Morris, who's Three, and with me is Jason. Hello, I'm Jason Hazley. 
I'm David Mitchell. I I co-wrote and was in them. You can see my face in them. <laughs> uh, I'm John Dryden Taylor. I also co-wrote them. You can't see my face in them, but my fingerprints are all over them. <laughs> Filthy buttery yeah. fingerprints. That was before we even ever washed our hands. Yeah. Did, did did anyone wash their hands at all as a child? It was like drinking water. It was a thing I didn't do as a kid. No, I, I, I. As soon as I was told about germs, then basically there went the dermis of my hands. I've been washing them obsessively <laughs> ever since. Um, and even more it's just, so it's in the current. You right. <laughs> well, yes, I, I suppose so. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't yet got the current coronavirus, but I'm, I could still get it. It's not a cure, is it? Washing your hands. Just delaying the inevitable. I had a flatmate who I thought of as very Howard Hughes-ish because he'd always wash his hands uh, when he came home after touching the bars on the tube or the bus, and I thought that was ridiculous. But then it lodged in my brain, and I started doing it, and then I got less colds. Ah. Ooh. Yeah. So there you go. That's science. I think that's a classic example so of why is anyone, is anyone yet considering tree is worth it. <laughs> You know, fewer colds is clearer because less colds, it sounds like I got less cold. Yeah, and me of all people. Which is is different. (laughs) I've cut people out of my life for getting that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was working in a project. I was working in a production company last week and uh, and the guys there were basically... Uh, when I went to the loo, every time there were people who were like 10, 15, 20 years younger than me who were really getting competitive about how they were hand-washing. They were really going between the fingers and really doing the thumbs. Oh, and it had become a performance. Yeah. It was really quite mesmerising. And you had to queue for the sinks. If we can channel <laughs> that... In a men's toilet. If we can channel that, we'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah, competitive yes, hygiene will save us all. To wash your hands what... properly, they need to do... It's like two people doing a rather disgusting piece of contemporary dance and really, <laughs> really getting their groins together there, just <laughs> right between all of the limbs. Like, like The people who can't see David's hands at the moment are very, very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's very erotic. It's amazing what a, what, a, what a story it is, though, because like the Washington Post had an entire story that said, but do we really know how to wash our hands? And you sort of go, that wow. sounds ridiculous, but and the, the answer is not really, no, because right now we need to do this properly. It's mm. very weird. It has, it has turned being outside into a kind of computer game. I, I'm looking for <laughs> little red and green dots on everything to show me where good viruses and bad viruses are. Yeah. <laughs> What's exciting about, about this whole situation, which is completely awful in the end of the world, is that it has made everybody think harder, which is nice. <laughs> well, I think we've all got very blasé. <laughs> I, I said this on Twitter, but... Um, it's extraordinary to have loads of tiny little anxieties removed but replaced with one fucking massive one. It, it's, um, I, I, I described it as like a, um, a payday loan for your mental health because it's... The things I was worrying about two weeks ago seemed so ridiculous yeah. when put against... Will I have enough to eat and will all my family die? <laughs> but this is exactly... My, I remember my nan saying this. She said she was an EastEnder, she was a Cockney and she lived through the Blitz and she said it was brilliant. Because before the Blitz, they were worried about loads of stuff. And then every day that she woke up and her house wasn't just bricks on the floor, <laughs> she went, it was a brilliant day. And it sort of made you... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it simplifies your life like being a heroin addict does. There's only one thing you're interested in, and it's 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 just, what do you need? It turns to be heroin. How you can yeah. simplify yourself. It's, it's quite... Uh, is, is it Condo? You've, you've, you've uh, decluttered your life. I think it's, a, it's an interesting... We've got rid of the anxieties that didn't bring us a spark of joy. <laughs> 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 it's an interesting insight into hindsight that 
that your nan yeah. who said she enjoyed the Blitz. I don't really believe her. I think looking back no. and knowing that she was never destroyed by the Luftwaffe is what allows her to see the positives. And, but and isn't, similarly, isn't there how... are very few heroin addicts who've recovered who look back with with, uh, <laughs> with joy at the sheer simplicity of think... their narcotic need. <laughs> Inevitably, the recovering heroin addict says to people, don't take heroin. They don't go, do you know what? For many years, that was a lovely focus. <laughs> I just, you know, it was bad when I was on the heroin, but everyone talked to each other on buses and you all had a real spirit of community. The front door open, steal yeah. stuff. Yeah. We should talk about the Romanian door sketches because they became known as the Romanian door sketches, but they were always on the scripts. They were always after the event. After the I event. Think. And I... I remember post-apocalyptic game show as a, uh, a shorthand as well at some point. Well, wasn't there an initial problem with them in that they were a room idea and then Joel and I went away and wrote three, I think, and you and you two went away and wrote three and then we realised that we were both working on the same material so we had to kind of blend them That's and right. someone had to, had to put them together, jigsaw them together. Well, it's between 600 and 750 days since the event, but that hasn't stopped those of us that survive from enjoying ourselves. So let's remain indoors and say hello to our contestants. Hi there. Hello. Hey. <sighs> That's the spirit, unknown male 282. And we both, yeah. wrote, we both, wrote, both teams wrote final sketches. Uh, so you can, in, if you look at series six, you can spot the two endings. <laughs> <laughs> it's series four, sorry. Series four. <laughs> <laughs> there are two, what, hang on, there are two endings. What were the two endings? I've forgotten this. Um, it ends beautifully. There's, I'm just looking back at uh, emails, and I should clarify, um, with my Stato hat on, the supercut that you could see on YouTube is just the episodes from series four, which is why I got confused. In series right. four, we had we had an, uh, an event sketch in all six episodes, but we'd had three, as you said, Joel, in, in series three. Um, so uh. Uh, the premise and everything had been set up in series three. There's a 14-minute supercut on YouTube, which has got millions of views, which is only the series four, uh, series four sketches. Because the kids today, they like an arc, <laughs> don't they? They want the standalone <laughs> sketches. They want the one that tells, tells a story, even though we're just to reveal it. tells two stories that we argued yeah. about. <laughs> need a proper story arc, which, ironically, the story of Noah doesn't really have. <laughs> is it a trick question? It is. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Some horrible memory from the event, no doubt. <laughs> we all get them. Yes, indeed. By night, we all get them. <laughs> Please, everyone, remain indoors. It was a room sketch. It came about we were away on an away, a writer's away day. Yes. Uh, which we used to occasionally do. And almost uniquely, I think, for, for Mitchell and Webler, we'd go away and hang out. We were, rather yeah. than just we, hang out in a pub. Well, it was, it's a very good way, I think, of, of trying out the beginning of a sketch idea, is people mm. you can come, come into a room of other comedy writers with an idea that's really nowhere near fully formed, but just a starting point, and chatting it through with other people with their sort of sketch hat on tends you know tends to be a great way of turning a, an unformed idea into something that's quite easy to go away and, and write a decent draft of and and yeah the the remain indoors idea and the event idea sort of came out of us chatting on this like away weekend where we went to a it was i remember it was quite monastic living conditions but a lot yeah. of evening alcohol um, yeah, and the food yeah, well, was the food yeah. was really good, wasn't it? I remember yeah. the food being yeah. great. Yeah. I, I, this I wouldn't said, happen anymore. I said Don't quite, talk about quite, food. 
milkshake quite monastic living conditions and then evening alcohol as if that's not tremendously monastic. Um, <laughs> that's what the monasteries were, were for. So, yeah, it was, it was, we were doing lots and lots of uh, drinking and socialising, but during the day it was quite a heavy, sort of just a, a proper nine-to-five working thing. Mm. And it was great because you got to that proper boredom of you've run out of ideas, you've come in, you've done your two or three favourite jokes, and you've kind of run out, and then you have to keep pushing beyond it, which very often in a, in a normal writer's meeting you're not trapped with each other. <laughs> yes. So you tend to just go home and forget about it. But what's great is that you had to just sit with each other until you'd come up with an idea, and very often it, the idea would be, oh, this morning we had an idea that didn't work, over lunch, I thought of how to fix it. Yeah. And I think that we were we were looking for we, germs of ideas about relationships and groups of people, because that's not very stupid to do for a sketch show, but mm. they always work really well to fill the screen. Very often when you're writing a sketch, you just think of an idea or something. But they're saying, Could we, what's a situation that we can parody or do something? And it was a row of people in a quiz show seemed like quite a good idea. I think mm. there was trying to come up with a quiz I remember, show I remember Gareth Edwards, the producer, asking, yes, exactly that, for, for um, two character sketches... Uh, obviously aimed at David and Robert, but rather than going in with the concept, having who were the two characters could this that this could be yeah. about, which is where things like the sketch David and I wrote about a man who thinks his partner's his lover came from, because it's just interesting, <laughs> different I, combinations. Of I cruisers. think that's the same day because I found my notebook, and I think the same day that the the the, the mistaking Jeeves for, <laughs> for, 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 for someone you're having a relationship yeah. with. One of my favourite <laughs> sketches. <that. laughs> And it's that, that was the same day as I think. And then next to it, almost the next sketch up is, is an idea that came out of the germ of saying, uh, I think in the notes it says um, totalitarian game show and crossed out it's totalitarian. It's replaced with post-apocalyptic mm. game show. Mm. And I think some of it came certainly from Jason and I had been researching a book. We'd been to Kelvin and Hatch Nuclear Bunker, which is where the government and the BBC would be evacuated to in the event of a nuclear war. And there's a BBC studio in there. And you go, well, of course, there's a BBC studio for news. And you think, well, what does it do the rest of the time? <laughs> and the, the, the joke of the idea was, was, well, they'd have to have full programming. Blue Peter would have to come from there. And I think we were throwing that idea around as a, as a sometimes you're just throwing around stories of places you've been or something. I think yeah. We threw an anecdote in about that when we were talking about bleak game shows and then that seemed to flourish. Well, there were quite... I don't know if it was from the same session, but there were quite a few sketches about people who were trapped together in that there was there was definitely a game show one about a game show that went... that, that It only turns out to... It, 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 it's, it seems like an incredibly slow game show where they're, <laughs> they're trying John to... Cinema. Yeah, they're trying to slow... Trying, it's like you feel often with a show like Eggheads, where they don't want to use up many questions because questions are the <laughs> raw material of a quiz show. So you essentially, if you can only ask five questions in a, in a half hour rather than eight, then that you know that's hugely better. And so it's just a, a host asking this question incredibly slowly, and then it gradually transpired that he's that the contestants have been captured and are being blasted into space, and he's a malevolent billionaire of some sort. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I think that was from the same time. Equally, there's a sketch about people in space who, uh, you know, the the Vectron sketch. Oh yes, yeah. that was born out of a game of just throwing a thing, throwing to each a ball other. around, yeah. throwing a ball, but, wasn't it? In that we're standing outside the building, just throwing and catching yeah, to and, each other. And we started talking about Vectron, and 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 sort of didn't quite. I think we probably didn't quite realise why we were talking about Vectron, and that obviously is what the Vectron sketch is about. But there's definitely a, a theme the, the, there the, of people being trapped together in, yeah. under slightly inexplicable circumstances. There was I, a joke there. Actually, it's a good example of how those those ideas turn up organically. I think Vectron, we were throwing a ball around. 
over lunch just just to because you're outside. You got out of the writers' room and you forgot a bit happy you were in the fresh air. Mm. And we were throwing a ball around to each other, and someone sounds like a, sounds like a Toby Davis idea to me. Toby was was saying things like by Vectron, sort of by Gravthar's mm. hammer, kind of silly comic book thing throwing yeah. around. And someone, Rob or me or you, came back from having been for a walk or a piss and suddenly everyone was talking about Vectron what, what, what's going on and then we all got the giggles about what if that happened if you just walked back into the room yeah. you'd just been in a meeting with and, and a new religion had started indeed these are joyous times by Vectron I agree by Vectron's beard excellent um Chancellor yes uh who's Vectron <laughs> what this Vectron we all keep mentioning what? Who is he? Don't you know by Vectron? No. You see, about three weeks ago, I was ill. So one Thursday, I was away. And then when I came back on the Friday morning, it was all <laughs> Vectron, Vectron, Vectron. And no one's really explained. Just three weeks ago? But Vectron is eternal. He is the end, the beginning, the circle. Honestly, Steve, no one, I mean, none of us had ever said the word Vectron in our lives until I took that day off. Maybe you're right. I, I think it's really Tim you should be talking to. I, I'm pretty sure he started it. OK. But it's, it's probably a similar kind of mental thing that gives you eventually the, the, the after-the-event sketches, which is the idea that, as, as a viewer watching this, you're going, when did this happen? Yeah, and there's, that, there's there's something very funny in giving people clues to what things are. The funny thing about the event sketches is people started speculating about what the event oh, was, yes, and the joke was, of course, there was nothing. That's <laughs> it's, that's one of the things that I find, I'm afraid, in my mean spiritedness, particularly <laughs> frustrating. And of course, Sheila, you're dressed like that for religious reasons. That's right. After all, we we don't want the event happening again, do we? <laughs> we certainly don't. God, imagine the event happening again. No, do not imagine the event happening. Again. It will cause distress. The event is in the past. <laughs> and people, tw I mean, obviously it's nice people like a sketch and they talk about it and it makes them think, oh, it's, that's great. Except people for ages kept saying, kept saying, is Brexit the event? <laughs> and then, uh, and then now, obviously, talking about the current, and, and obviously, comically, the event—it's—it's it's nothing. It's whatever you imagine it is to be. It's yeah, something, it, well, it doesn't matter. Something does it? unspecifically awful. And yes. by making and I... it specifically awful, you immediately diminish it because it, yes. ceases, <laughs> it ceases to be everyone's worst fear, and it starts yeah. being it's exactly the same in Peep Show. There is a bit where, on the New Year's Eve episode, um, Sam and Jesse had written that Superhands comes out of a party, and he says don't go in there there's too whatever you know it's essentially too rich for my blood and this party that is too whatever too out there too wild too whatever for super hands and people have so often asked so what what was happening in that party <laughs> and you sort of go do you understand how fiction works <laughs> no, no, there was no, they didn't think up the thing and then decide elegantly not to refer to it <laughs> It is just, you have a, a very extreme out there character who will do anything, who will, you know, in, inject anything into his knob, will do it, whatever, you know, whatever you can imagine Superhands is up for, and then it is comically astute to 
to conjure up the notion of something that's a bit too full on for him. And by defining it at all, you puncture that joke. That's what so annoys me about the uh, the last episode of The Sopranos. If you see David, what's his name, interviewed about it, he says, I, well, I have well, never the clues seen The Sopranos. I'm scared now that... <laughs> Don't I, worry, gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna going spoil. to spoil... At this point in our history, rob me of potentially 48 hours of entertainment. <laughs> no, I'm not going to spoil it for you. At the end of okay. The Sopranos, you can't work out what's happened, and yet the creator constantly says, well, the clues are all there. And you go, yes, but no one actually, there is no consensus of a solution here. So you haven't yeah. actually provided us with the pathway towards whatever it was you were thinking about, <laughs> which I think is the point. I'm yeah. guessing the point yeah. is the same There's as the been, event. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's also, the, it's also the, um, the... People it want answers and patterns. Yeah. Well, with the it event, happens, it, the clues are absolutely not there. No well, one yeah. should try and infer anything concrete. It's just whatever awfulness, be it biological, be it nuclear, be it socioeconomic, be it whatever. We, we were just throwing in also, kind of changing. nasty, dystopian yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure yeah. the internal logic is absolutely screwed. Try rubbing in some of the brown soap at night before doing up the face zips on your safety bag. <laughs> so, Sheila, you have to try and guess what Peter's miming. It could be a book, a film, or even a song. What is a book, a film, or even a song? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Remains. The whole thing is just about reactions. It's not about yeah. the thing. It's about yeah. reactions to a big thing. Mm. And also, the funny thing was, we used to argue, I think, between each other on emails when we were both write, both writing sketches about how much you could say was still uh, working in society. I remember mm. there being a big argument about. There's a line about. Uh, there's a, a man who comes door to door with your tins. It might have been yes. in the script, it might not have made it through. But the idea was we had a huge argument about whether you could write into the quiz programme. Yeah. Whether there was such yeah. a thing as post or postman or post apocalyptic men. Yeah. And the idea was that there weren't real postmen, they were just a man who brought tins around. And then mm. I think I got really cross going, there shouldn't be anyone. It should just be the people you can see on screen. <laughs> but I think the the joy of it is that all those possibilities are there and we've argued about it. And then we've left them all in yeah, yeah. <laughs> And our third contestant is a newcomer to the quiz broadcast. What's your name? Why do you want to know? <laughs> Add on to round one. Ow! My stomach. Do you suffer from gut agony? And my head. Tension head. Got that bloated feeling? Ooh. Inevitable wrinkles. The beginnings of Lady Moustache. And now you've pissed yourself again? <laughs> Women, you're leaking, ageing, hairy, overweight, and everything hurts. And your children's clothes are filthy. No wonder men long for other, less clammy women. For God's sake, sort yourself out. <laughs> to live my own life, my way. Men, shave and get drunk. Because you're already brilliant. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's also the, the engineer, isn't there, who's been taken up because they found his shoe in the vent and it contained and then, his foot. And then Sheila so says, they, uh, yeah. that we ate his foot. <laughs> 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 Sorry, another really interesting thing on that subject of, of us, uh, of the two pairs writing separately, is when we landed on the same thing. And uh, in the yes. series four episodes, the one thing that is in both sets of sketches is that all the children died. And we didn't we yeah. didn't talk yes. to each other about that. Yeah. You had that's horrible. Uh, no, yeah, I, really I horrible. Agree, I agree. That's horrible. And if I, I, that is one people sometimes ask me. In, I've been asked in interviews about are there jokes you wouldn't do now? Because obviously yeah. we live in you know things have since the, we did the sketch show. You you can you know the world has to a certain extent lost its sense of humour, and you you don't you can't get away with jokes that you used to be able to get away with. But that is one where I I remember putting it in the script. I remember saying, you know, if you know, if if I think the line the line is if if we had managed to keep even some of the children alive, <laughs> and, and it was just uh, we were looking for the bleakest, nastiest, most tragic thing we could think of, and I think we, you know got pretty close but now i i it just makes me shiver i don't doesn't it doesn't amuse me anymore <laughs> I, I, wish it, I wish it wasn't there i wish, what, you know, I wish we'd said i wish we'd said you know dogs or hamsters or something that was sort of jokier and less <laughs> it's, significant it's not it's not the same david what sells that line is the way that you did that line because you did it as a kind of as a wonderful combination of a, a man who is heartbroken about the loss to humanity but also has got to present a game show. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel after that round, I really wish I'd listened more before the event, don't you, Peter? Yes, I wish I'd listened to how you grow food. <laughs> that would have been handy. 
<laughs> Sheila, any pre-event knowledge you wish you'd absorbed? Well, I think if I'd taken any more survival tips for children, that would have been helpful. Oh, yes. <laughs> Post-event, the world would have been a different place if we'd managed to keep even some of the children alive. <laughs> Moving on, please remain indoors. You're wondering what hope is. There's a question, what is hope? And by removing it and saying there's a great people there, are you breeding? No, we can't because we vomit too much. Yeah. The idea <laughs> it is was that, too much. Was, sick. Which is a bit, I, mean, I think that's, that's imported in from sort of children of men. There's the yeah. idea of whatever's going on, there's definitely the, the next generation isn't there. We have to keep doubling down on it's okay. These, there's, there's no new people coming in to sort it out. And there's a real feeling, I think, in it, which is quite prescient of the grown-ups have lost control here. And yeah. there's not another generation coming up, which I think is what some of us feel about, like the environment and things. I kind of hope my kids will sort this out. Mm. I think it's interesting talking about... doubles down on that. I, I think it's interesting talking about what makes us feel that's a bit grim or make you know makes us feel sad because watching uh, the Series 4 episodes uh, tonight, just before we started this chat... Um, David, the first one that we wrote is really gaggy. Um, it's uh, it's like have a look at this clip, and you hold up a paper. Gaggy as um, in emetic or as in amusing. No, <laughs> compared to compared to sort of all the other sketches in in the in the after the event sort of series, it feels like we went. Can we just can we just write a, a sketch in this world that's full of silly jokes? Just one. Um, so this is one where Sheila can only say yes and. You know, Change the bloody yes, record. It, it, Bring on the it's bloody a, it's record. A proper, it's a it's proper all... radio sketch. It's got a real nice feeling of, of like a nicely mm. written radio review sketch. What's well, quite David's favourite line for that kind of joke? It. Second prize, two weeks in Blackpool. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's that. Mm. Which, which, obviously, if you're doing a quiz show sketch, you should be allowed to do a two Ronnies question set up. Answer. It's the form. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it feels a bit like they're trying to make a, a sketch show at that point. It's almost like this is the, not just the last quiz programme, but the last burst of light entertainment you'll ever see. <laughs> it turns out it was. <laughs> they stopped making sketch oh, we shows. Have to yeah. Talk, yeah. You meant to light entertainment. We have to talk about Abigail Burdess as the entertainment female. <laughs> Which is one of my favourite non-speaking, fleeting cameo appearances in the entire show. <laughs> I, I mainly it's, it's remember lovely. it that the the journey of the worsening of their circumstances, as it <laughs> as it was expressed in the suit I was wearing, and it was very careful. The suit was very carefully. It started off a little bit like it was a. A relatively decent suit that they, I don't know, got off some uh, corpse that had got off lightly, and and they, they were just it, it was slowly distressed over the series of sketches until it was you know relatively ragged, but there was still always the sense of trying to keep uh, some respectability and propriety in, in their ears in a shiny suit. There was a, a, a stage direction, I think, that said it looked vaguely Soviet, the suit, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a trabant of uh, menswear. Yeah. Ah, well, he, he's probably just going over and over the event in his head. <laughs> this might be a good time to remind our viewers, if there are any, please don't think about the event. <laughs> and, of course, remain indoors. It's coming out in clumps. Film. Anyone? What, what happened next? Joe, you mentioned the nursing homes sketch earlier, and yeah, looking at oh. you know, thinking about series four, I seem I remember at the time there were a lot of conversations, particularly at the screenings at the BBC, when when some of the VT sketches were shown to the audience and some sketches were done live, that we'd be sitting in the green room watching it, going, "It's quite dark this series we've made, isn't it? <laughs> everything's yeah, everything's it quite miserable." It felt a bit doomed. I think there was a, there was a little hint. I remember of thinking we should do more with sketches. 
because we were talking about character and double acts and, and things. But there was also, I suppose, at the time, a little bit of, if you're working comedy, drama was doing so well and being so heavily... It was being given awards and everyone was talking about the place to go is to go and work in these new, amazing, high-end dramas and things. Um, and it did feel like, sort of, oh, we should put some drama in. But oddly, all that led to is the last series has got all these very, very bleak, very sad sketches <laughs> about human pain. Well, that's like the obvious... That's, that's what comedy writers think drama is, isn't it? Because <laughs> we don't understand, do we? Because, I mean, drama is what? It's just there aren't jokes, so what, what's the point in it? What can you... There's cancer. So, so people, yeah, people just talk, <laughs> but it isn't amusing, so why would they be talking? Yeah, so you sort of think, what's the equivalent? The equivalent to a joke must be just something awful. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible <laughs> and heart-rending and tragic, and that's because that's the equivalent. So, you've, like, you've got to keep the gag rate up. You ought to keep... The, the sad. The, Put the, a sad yeah, in absolutely. here. We want people just absolutely... Absolutely dumbstruck with misery. Or anything in between. Yeah. You're only too, doing it for a reaction. Yeah. Not to get too uh, amateur psychologist about it, but and series one of that Mitchell and Webb look, we're all you know in the early thirties area, and series four, we're all piling in towards the wood chipper of 40 and beginning to feel a little bit sort of grimmer about things. I, I, that, that, that's sort of how I felt at the time, that, that I, I, was, I, think I was less I th optimistic by the end of the run than I was at the beginning. But, but I think also there was, at that point, um, when we, and certainly at the time we were writing the, you know, the Remain Indoors sketches, that this is, this is very much the aftermath of the... Uh, credit crunch, financial crisis, yeah. th yes. that period. The beginning of the sketch yeah. show, first series or two, was before that. And I think that was a real time for our generation when we felt like the world wasn't necessarily run by grown-ups as, uh, you know, as sensibly as we'd hoped. And there have been, yeah. been a series of sort of global events that have sort of <laughs> continued that theme. But that was really... For people, you know, sort of lucky, comfortable people in the West like us, that credit crunch was a real moment of thinking, oh, hang on, everything maybe could that... suddenly fall to bits. There could be an event. Um, maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, maybe yeah. there's a, a feeling in this of... Because there's definitely, for us, and why we probably found it funny and why we could immediately plumb into those those uh, terms and that world of post-apocalyptic things. We'd all grown up. We were all kids of Protect and Survive and Threads and things. Yeah. Mm. We'd all seen all those dramas and we probably had maybe 10, 15 years of not being scared mm. because everyone said it's all fine now and there's no nuclear war and the Cold War's over and the, the Berlin Wall's fallen and now we're all friends and so no one will ever hurt the world. And then suddenly we went, let's do a sketch where the world's got hurt. And we all went, oh, I remember how that felt. And you were kind of dining up the tropes in the way that you would do nostalgically about children's programmes of your childhood. <laughs> well, yes, yes, it was I, sort of fun to dive yeah. down. I, yeah, I think there's a there was a feeling of, yeah, I, I sometimes feel a sort of... Uh, a, a nostalgia for fears you don't feel anymore, and they remind Vintage you. Threats. Yeah, they remind you that the fears that you. Yeah, but they, they, yeah, they remind you on some level. You sort of think, well, the things I'm worried about now might just go away. Um, Quicksand, that, rabies. Yes, exactly. I've really stopped worrying about rabies, and you know, I've stopped worrying about ghosts. You know, and, and uh, you know, at the moment, as we're, you know, we're all very worried about 
something very specific and you know having to remain indoors I, I oh no we used to be worried about nuclear war I'm not worried about nuclear war now I'm worried about I'll um, be indoors yeah I'll be indoors and I'm worried about a virus and consequent societal breakdown so that makes a change and in, in 2008 we were worried about the complete cessation of uh, of currency as a system you know and that could happen as a side effect of the virus crisis but it doesn't seem as likely as it did in 2008 so you know that makes a change <laughs> and you know a few months ago we were worried about a no deal Brexit meaning suddenly there'd be no antibiotics or food coming into the country and I'm not worried about that in the way I was then so that makes a change well it's so fine think, we're getting you know, to audition that now so yeah, well, yeah. and we yeah. you know and, we, and I think that genuinely something that, that brings me some comfort in this unknown time of fear is knowing what, um, one thing we can be sure of at some point in the future, we won't be shit scared about this. We'll be shit scared about something else instead. That's brilliant. And, you know, <laughs> there might even can be I, an I, intervening period of feeling oh. relatively okay. So, you know. <laughs> Can I mention one more thing before we... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one more thing before we end, which is that I'm glad that the ending of the sketch is, and that last sketch, David, we didn't put any jokes in it. There are no, there are no jokes in the last one at all. Um, watching it now, well, no jokes that I go... You know. That's why I want a BAFTA for drama. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that I, 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 I am glad that, that, you know, collectively we chose to end on a... a I, I, I do get a little bit touched when I, uh, you know, when you and Rob have that let, let's stand together. Yeah. Uh, are, are you there? Yes. I think uh, without getting off, you know, I'm not going to be awfully glib about it, uh, but um, that, that idea of, um, of looking after each other a bit is a nice one. Well, I'm afraid that's it for this week's quiz broadcast, as there's no one else. There's no one else. <laughs> People will come. Let's stand together. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it ends up with the two of you. Yeah. It ends up with a two-hander again with the two stars of the show, two friends standing next to each other. It's really, really quite accidentally. You're not expecting it to have a beautiful beat in it. It, it starts, weirdly, the very first sketch has a line in it about it, this. It hasn't stopped us enjoying ourselves, has it? And again, it's sort of, you go, you know what, actually, it's, the whole thing, weirdly, is kind of pinned on optimism in some way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the fact that it's pinned on optimism is the most poignant and heartbreaking thing about it. Yeah. And that is, you know, and that the, the, basically the line that is a funny line, you know, books speak of hope. What was hope? Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very it's a good line. I, you know, I think, we, you know, there's a good bit in the sketch, but that's, it's not it doesn't make logical sense because it is the whole thing is about hope. They're all well, it's both... filled with increasingly unjustified hope. <laughs> through the whole thing and yeah. that's that's what makes it you know that's what makes it funny but also sad and in the same way and yeah. you know um, shout, shout yeah, out to Sarah Hadland in that sense as well because oh, Sarah yeah. gets that yeah. sense of sort of slightly terrified optimism yeah. so well yeah. well she's there I mean she was there to represent something which we made a note about saying it was a cargo cult and cargo cults this great thing where, where tribes reenact a thing that has worked in the past that brings bounty from the heavens. And there was this feeling that go, as long as we keep making light entertainment, as long as we keep making television, yeah. everything will be fine. <laughs> and for a bunch of people who've got away to write television, 
in the hope that yeah. <laughs> they'll be remembered or be allowed to keep on doing it. We were all kind of yeah. Sarah Hadland going, blessed be the regulations. <laughs> the reason they draw a television, like the charades gesture for television, when they say blessed be the regulations, is they're going, as long as we keep making television, repeating the rituals of our forebears, things will be okay. <laughs> well, she, says, she says that explicitly, doesn't she, at some point? The character of Sheila says, if we, are, yeah. if we keep answering the questions, they will bring us food, won't they? It's something like that. It's literally like it's this. It's a bargain with we're the this. Well, it's it's um, there's also that sketch that uh, you two wrote, Joel and Jason, about the about Pompeii. Um, oh God, yeah. And, uh, and, and where was, where they basically the um, the people in Pompeii, the Vesuvius is about to erupt and destroy everything, and they start recycling, and <laughs> and they describe it. Uh, it's described as a devotional thing. And you know, and I, I, I I recycle absolutely, you know, as rigorously as as is reasonable. But part yeah. of it is a devotional thing because you don't really know what's happening in recycling. You hope it's all being turned into useful stuff. But either way, it's sort of saying, yes, we get it about using stuff up, <laughs> stuff up. And on some level, devotionally, I'm going to show that I get that, and I'm sorry for it by sorting things and 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 bothering to rinse stuff out and put it in a certain container rather than a certain other container. And I sort of hope that fate or God or the gods or the whatever at least notes that I get it to that extent about uh, finite resources. You know, I hope yeah. they say they pour it into a volcano. Yeah. That's the only hope. Or, or into the sea for the sea gods. Those, those, would, be, those would be two good, but, elegant solutions. Yeah, but we're, here we are, essentially, in, we're all remaining indoors because of this thing that nobody quite understands and we're all worried yeah. about and hopefully it will, you know, all be less bad than it could be and, you know, good luck, Blessed everyone. Blessed be the hand washing. But, Blessed be the hand washing. Be, but we're all aware that, you know, humanity isn't as mighty as it sometimes feels. And <laughs> it's probably good for us. It, it, let's hope it's good for us. Um, and uh, It's quite not a bad reminder, is it? Because, you know, you do need these reminders. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, you get them on a personal level when you get ill or you get bad luck. But when you get it on a yeah. global level, you go, this is a whole new thing to try, to try and program, isn't it? Yeah. This is bigger than the Icelandic volcano. This is bigger than some planes being brought out of the sky. This is yeah. everybody looking at each other and going, what does any of us do now? Yeah. This is I, bigger I mean, than I when genuinely... that woman put, took that baked Alaska out of the freezer. It's that yeah. big. <laughs> or, or, or when that woman put that cat in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> this is big. <laughs> I just, I mean, you understand, I, I understand, I've never understood religion. I mean, I, I am not a religious, but I'm agnostic. I want there to be a God. I'm not sure, you know, all that. But I, but I, t but religion is a rational response to our impotence in the face of the might of the universe. And, Hallelujah! And, yes, uh, other rational responses are available. It's, it's, <laughs> no, but it's, it's hard. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make you nuts to want to sort of think, well, well, just because there's this one thing that's more powerful than me, something maybe there's something more benevolent that's also more powerful than me. And, the engineer but, has been taken up. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't fake it. That's the thing. You either, you yeah, either yeah. believe that and it gives yeah. you solace or you can't believe it and you don't get that solace and i'm you know i'm sliding between the camps like a fucking lib dem apart, <laughs> apart, from, those, apart, apart from those lib dems that are you know incredibly religious and think it's wrong to be gay you know not that sort <laughs> i remember uh, him wrong I, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think in the light of all that in the light of all that it is it is worth noting that, that the only time the word safe is used in any of those sketches is to refer to somebody being dead. Is Sheila all right? <laughs> Sheila's fine, Peter. 
Sheila's safe. <laughs> you see, all She's this safe. is why I think the people who tweeted the working from home sketch about wanking were of a more upbeat sensibility. <laughs> 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 yeah, and maybe that should be our message at this time. Yeah. The message from the whole. Also, those rocket scientists right aren't looking so fucking smug, are they? <laughs> Sorry. Can we divide into two <laughs> tribes that fight the Remain people and the wanking people? <laughs> I think being on one side of a divide where you're called Remain that always works. <laughs> <laughs> Makes us very strong. I think right. we've covered everything, and we. Yeah. That's lovely. Britain is facing a coming emergency. If the coming emergency is expected, the following warning siren will sound in your homes. The pitch of the note will rise gradually for anything up to a fortnight. Stock up on basic supplies. A sensible shopping basket would include sand, tin tomatoes and 600 toilet rolls. Get your supplies early, as smaller shops may run out of sand. Within your safe room, construct a confortium or domestibule. Do not panic. The all clear will sound to show things are safe. There will now be a deadly outbreak of the air. Breathe in as hard as you can, and then hold it. You can breathe out when you hear the other all clear, which should happen within two to three working days. 